This is the Saturday Night Harness Preview with Dan Malecki and Rob Orbach. And what a big Saturday night we have with Breeders' Crown Finals Night. Eight group ones on the program. Rob Orber, fantastic program. Some wonderful clashes uh, and some outstanding horses, as you would well expect on a night like this. Yeah, Breeders' Crown Night, always uh, champions night, isn't it, for our juvenile uh, pacers and trotters. Looking forward to a very good program, Danny. Uh, We've got some uh, intriguing finals where uh, in some of the races... Might be dominated by one or two major chances, and then there's some other races there that, you know, brings together some highly talented uh, youngsters. And I think the two-year-old uh, division, certainly for the Colts and Geldings, and even the Phillies, uh, I think we're blessed with some really high talent. And I'm looking forward to the clashes uh, for races five and six tomorrow night. First event is at 5.59, the tab, True Roman Trotters Free For All. What a great horse True Roman was. I think the winningest uh, horse ever at uh, Mooney Valley, an amazing trotter. We've got a good field. It looks a competitive race. I'm Ready Jet is a short price favourite at the moment, but she deserves to be the favourite. Yeah, look, I thought she'd be really hard to beat. Danny, uh, look, she's a, a class runner. She came back into form at Maryborough two runs ago. Uh, look, she wasn't too far away behind Just Believe and Queen uh, Elida. It's not. It's just a case of, uh, you know, her quality that should really prevail here. Is she racing to the best of her form? Probably not. I think she's a little bit below her best of what we saw, you know, in the past, but Again, just the depth of this race, I just feel like her class should be prevailing here and I'm expecting her to win the first race, I'm ready, Jet. Certainly one Kai Valley Hotspur, who comes out of some uh, pretty solid standing start races, gets back to the mobile, draws a pole position, should be prominent throughout with Chris Elford on board, expecting uh, Kai Valley Hotspur to be there at the finish. I thought six uh, sleepy, uh, going well enough, finished fifth behind Just Believe in that similar race that I'm Ready Jet competed in. And number four, Rohar Koei, who's got good gait speed and certainly can position itself in a forward position. And obviously Chinese Whisper being the other hope in the race. But look, seven, one, six and four were my top four picks in race one. And I'm seven, six, one and three. Uh, Rob Race 2 is the Melton City Council Sprint. Interesting race, like a wildfire, uh, is uh, the favourite here from barrier number one. Yeah, look, he's, uh, he went around a Globe Derby in that heat of the uh, the pacing cup and obviously there was a little bit of a driver error there. There was a mistake in the laps and unfortunately like a wildfire, just uh, things didn't pan out for him uh, on that particular night. He resumed since the 20th of October. So he hasn't started for um, a, a short period of time. Uh, look, obviously we see uh, the, the resumption here of five Jillaby Kung Fu. What a, an amazing horse he's been. He's a winner of over 576,000, uh, trained by Paddy Lee. He's had four trials leading into this. I saw him winning his recent trial at Melton. I was super impressed by him. I think he can win here. I know it's a big ask for a horse uh, that hasn't had a lot of racing uh, in recent years. He's a nine-year-old. But I don't know, there was just something about that trial win that just caught my eye and I felt to say that he's primed to run a huge race first up and I'm going to select him to win here, 5 Jillaby Kung Fu, ahead of one like a wildfire who's got to take the gate speed to hold up and uh, certainly be right there at the finish uh, and he wouldn't be at the races unless he was ready. 
For Outlaw Man, another horse that's got good gait speed. He's going really well. Andy and Kate have done a great job with his horse, and I'm expecting him to be in the firing line throughout the race. And uh, and then we go back to the back markers here. We've got, look, 10 Bulletproof Boy, back to the short course. I mean, that's the secret to him. He seems to race best there. I mean, he's going really well at Chasetone Mac Dan, rock and roll doing at Bendigo Breeders Crown Free for All recently. Uh, he might get a good trail into it, so I've tipped him for third. And obviously, we've got to respect horses like Curly James, number 11, and nine Serge Blanco racing career best form. So very good race, as you mentioned. I'm going for a horse that hasn't had a lot of racing, but I know he's a class runner. Five, one, four, and ten. Yeah, look, I thought he if he would lead it. The key to that part of the race might be, because he's brilliant out of the gate, Rob. He's a brilliant beginner. I, I'm not I, sure I, how you could try to restrain would, him, so I yeah. thought he'd lead. I thought he'd lead too, Dan. I, I must admit, I, I thought he's got the gate speed to lead. And uh, as I said, I, I just thought his trial, that last 400 metres of that trial at Melton recently was really eye-catching. And he's just a class horse. And I'm tipping that he can find the front. And if he does lead, yep. I think he'll take a lot of beating. He, he will take a lot of beating. Look, I, I like that law man each way because he's got such a good record over the short trip. Um, I, I wasn't sure initially with Jellyby Kung Fu, but I, I sort of thought like a wildfire could get buried here. So I thought Curly James, uh, his last run, even though he finished seventh, was terrific. My tips are 4, 11, 10 and 5, um, but it's an intriguing race. You can come up with a really strong case for any of those horses that we've made mention of in the uh, the second event. Third event on the card is the the first of the features. It's the three-year-old trotting Colts and Geldings final, thanks to uh, high gain and uh, not as promised in the locomotive are the uh, the two uh, well the big seeds. They're the big guns here. Well, not as promised, uh, hasn't he given uh, his connections uh, a ride uh, of their lives here? Uh, he's a winner of. Eight from 14, he started off his career here. He made his way up to, to Queensland and uh, he's never looked back. He came here and finished fourth in that heat of the derby and then he was just outstanding winning uh, the Trotters derby then went on and, and got the job done impressively in the heat of the Breeders' Crown. Draws the front row, can't really tip against him here for not, not as promised. He's going super. Ahead of number 12 in the race, the locomotive. I mean, he's been up there with the best all the way through his uh, career to date. He'll give a great sight. He'll he'll fight it all the way to the finish. I'll put in three, Shaq the Anvil. He continues to improve with this more seasoned racing. Uh, he's got a draw to, to, to be handy throughout. And five, what's a party time as a fourth pick. But look, four on top, 12 and three, and then five. And I've tipped uh, four, 12, three, and five, Rob. Okay, the fourth event is the Highland Harness Colours three-year-old trotting fillies final. Now, Rockin' with Attitude gets the good gate, but so too does She's a Wish, and they're dominating the market. Yeah, look, I've gone for one She's a Wish, uh, three-year-old filly, Neville Pangrazio. He's uh, done such a great job with so many horses over a long period of time, Nathan Jack combining here. And look, one thing with her, she's got gate speed. She's very honest. She's got choices to make from the barrier draw and whichever way you look at it you just feel that she's going to be in the finish it's whether it's a first or a second or a third but I think uh, from the draw her win in the heat of the breeders crown was really solid she she won well there uh, you know she can run off some pretty good sectionals she went 2-1-2-57-5 uh, to win that race um, I'm tipping her on top from three rocking with attitude who's just been a a real war horse, hasn't she? She's had 25 starts as a three-year-old, uh, or racing as a two- and three-year-old. 
and you compare her to She's a Wish, who's had 14 starts. So she's certainly been around, and she's a much travel filly. She's seasoned. You know she'll just give a fantastic side. It'll take a great horse to beat her. Uh, number 11 for third, she's Ruby Roo. Uh, look, obviously, I was a little bit disappointed with her run in the derby. She finished third behind She's a Wish last start. Whether she's starting to show signs to be at the end of her campaign. But again, we know uh, the talent that she's got. And look, I certainly think Elder Baron Miley can run a very good race here from, from the two draw. I think the key here is whether Chris Finozio can open up enough between She's a Wish and Rocking with Attitude to see if there's a gap to the pegs, Valerie Lane obviously drawing inside the second row. And I think if if Aldebaran Miley can find that little gap and and slot in behind the speed, uh, you know, she comes into play. And I think uh, her chances will be really enhanced if she can find the pegs early. So 1, 3, 11 and 2. And I like three rocking with attitude from one. She's a wish. Seven glamour stride. She keeps uh, getting those tougher barrier draws, but she's a good filly. And 11, she's Ruby Roo, like you. I, I, I thought she was a bit plain last start. Maybe uh, Jess and Greg have got an opportunity to work on her. At her best, she can win, obviously. She beat rocking with attitude, but um, I wasn't that confident this time. Three, one, seven, and 11. Race five, first leg of the quaddy. There is a seeded pool uh, expected to get to a projected 325,000, the quaddy pool. So, it's well worth having a play. And the first leg is probably uh, the best uh, race of the night. I think there's a number of horses you can come up with chances for, and they're all drawn the front line. Yeah, and who's going to peak on the right uh, on this night? Uh, I think that's probably, uh, you know, where, where we're going with this. There's, there's horses here off the front row that have all got super talent. Uh, Look, I've settled for two Storm Rider. I feel like he's got the draw again to 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 work to the front, and if he finds a lead, uh, I think he's going to give uh, a great sight. He drew seven and six at his two runs since winning the Vic Bread Final back at Melton in September. He did rate one fifty three one fifty four eight. Those times are a really solid to win a Breeders' Crown Final. It now comes down to, you know, does he find the front? I think that's the key to him. I think if he does lead, uh, he's going to be very hard to beat. If he doesn't lead, look, he's still going to be sitting off the speed and he's going to be right there at the finish. But I think he, he's third up here since that uh, run. Gets a draw. I think he'll be really hard to beat. One Nathan Street, very good leading throughout last start. He got a bit keen. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they play this with Nathan Street. Look, if he... Decides to want to hold the front, which is possible because obviously from the draw he he might he can't afford to pull too hard here. Um, and then at the same time, if he takes a sit, he's got to be able to relax. But he's got great great talent, as we've seen. He won the uh, New South Wales Breeders Challenge. And I think he plays a big part here. Five Timmy Richter. He's done nothing wrong. I mean, he's won four from five. Just needs to overcome a bit more of a wider draw here, and I think that's the key to him. He needs a little bit of luck early. And six Kingman, who uh, just didn't handle that last bend last week, but we've seen him do that a few times. But he, he's a very talented horse. But he just needs to to bring his A game with his manners. So two, one, five, and six. Wouldn't be shocked if any of the four of them won. They've, they're all very good two-year-olds. It's just going to come down to how this race gets run. And I'm siding with Timmy Richter. He, he's got a bit of improvement to come, Rob, I thought. He was only second up from a break last week. So 
Um, I, I like the direction that he's heading in. Uh, it be an interesting first couple of hundred metres. There's a few horses with gate speed here, and um, oh, well, it's a good race. They're a good bunch of two-year-olds. Looking forward to it. My tips are five, two, six, and one. Race six is for the two-year-old fillies, thanks to Pebble Beach. Um, two unbeaten fillies, very pretty, who's very professional, and draw a dream is unbeaten as well, and Oh, there's something uh, freakish about her as well. This is um, a fantastic race. When you consider horses like Millwood Bliss and Luxa Turner, they're both way, way above average, and you're probably going to get double-figure odds for each of those two runners. It highlights what a terrific crop of two-year-old fillies we've got. Yeah, look, I think these four fillies are just outstanding. Uh, each one of them, you know, very pretty, uh, draw a dream, Millwood Bliss and Luxa Turner, and... Each time these girls have been brought together, I suppose the barrier draws has determined uh, the winner and very pretty each time has had the advantage of the favourable draw over her rivals uh, in each of the clashes. Now, you know, she's, uh, as I said, she can be very special after tomorrow night if she wins a Breeders' Crown. She certainly indicates she is, but like you said, draw a dream. Uh, she hasn't done too much wrong, guess she's dead. So, look, I'll stick with very pretty. Because of the draw, she's drawn two, ahead of three, draw a dream. Uh, I love the other two fillies as well. Look, Luxa Turner, I thought she was outstanding again last week. She did a power of work, and I think she gets even better for this final. Um, you know, I, I'm not brave enough to, to rule her out. And the same could be said about Six Millwood Bliss. I think she's just been a victim of a, a wider draw each time. I think had she drawn inside some of these other horses, she'd be very capable of winning it as well. So four very, very special fillies, two, three, ten and six for mine. And my selections are three draw a dream from two very pretty, uh, ten Luxa Turner, six Millwood Bliss. Um, might still get some value within the the first four if you can get them uh, in that uh, in the right order to do so. Race number seven, and this is the Woodland Stud Lather Up Breeders' Crown uh, for the three year old Colts and Geldings, the Emma Stewart pair of Oliver Dan and Perfect Class are dominating the market. Yeah, Oliver Dan, he seems to have just taken his racing to another level. Uh, I just feel his last couple of starts, and last start in particular, I thought he was just brilliant. I mean, he finished fourth in the New South Wales Breeders' Challenge uh, behind Captain's Knock three runs ago. He did it easy at Ballarat, but I thought his win last week was full of merit. He sat outside him and 155, 55-3 and seemed to have a bit up his sleeve, didn't he? Um, you know, he gets barrier two. Looks very hard to beat here uh, and, you know, I can't tip against him. Four perfect class. Well, you know, he was super sharp last week. He was outstanding. He really makes this race really interesting. You know, probably the lead for mine was that Mark Pitt was driving uh, Oliver Dan over perfect class and because of that, um, I've, I've gone that way. Uh, Ten for third, final collect. He probably just sits back here, gets a good trail he should be running on late uh, for third and fourth, number seven, Al Vinny. Couldn't really see anything outside two and four winning the race. Ten and seven are the placings. I like perfect class, Rob. I think he's uh, he's tough enough to adapt to whatever situation is there. Thing is with Oliver Dan, like you pointed out, he's still on the up. We're finding out more about him and uh, we're finding out he's very, very good. He, he's really putting it together. So he's the obvious danger. 
um, in my mind, because I've put perfect class on top, but either of the two are the, the should win the race. Uh, then I've got the 10 and then the 7, which are final collect in our Vinny. Uh, 4, 2, 10 and 7. Race 8 is the Rock and Roll Dance Breeders' Crown final for the three-year-old fillies. Uh, it's a terrific race. Um, key chances from the Emma Stewart Stable, Major Delight, Sweet Bella, Joyful. And there's a couple of other uh, others at odds that I could uh, pinpoint that have run really well uh, in the semifinals last week. Yeah, look, there's some horses going really well, uh, but I think class is, the class will prevail again here for race eight. Look, I tipped Joyful to win the Victoria Oaks, and I thought she was terribly unlucky on that night. I think she gets a chance to to to, to turn the tables here. Uh, she's drawn inside Sweet Bella and Major Delight, and I'm not going to jump off her. I, I feel like she's going so well. Uh, look, it was a, a nice run at Ballarat in the heat. I thought she was very good last week. I think she only gets better for this final. I think she's uh, she's clearly the horse to beat for Joyful, ahead of Major Delight, who's probably never gone better. I mean, her last couple of wins, she's just won with authority. I thought they'd fight to finish out. I've gone four ahead of six. Five sweet Bella, so honest, she'll get a nice trip. And probably, look, unlike you, Dan, I just can't see anything else winning the race. So I feel like there's a lot of horses that could run Placings and first fours, look, nine first stance, sits back here, gets G-Sugars back on, should be running on late. But I like the four ahead of the six. I thought one of the two would win. Five sweep Bella and then nine first stance. Yeah, I like uh, Major Delight, uh, number six, uh, from Joyful. Joyful has uh, drawn the back row at her last six starts. So, as you said, you can make a stronger case for her. Sweet Bella, um, she's been up for a long time. And uh, just the effects of last week, uh, David Moran, it might have looked on face value that he, he didn't go when perhaps he could have. But I'm not sure what he had left there um, with Sweet Bella. So I've... Uh, I've I've left her out of the top four, actually. I thought Perfect Pink and Crimes of a Lady uh, both really caught the eye last week, and they might get the right runs to run into a place, but six, four, eight, and one. Rob, the ninth event is for the two-year-old Trotting Colts and Geldings, the Better Vet uh, Breeders' Crown final. Um, and uh, there's a number of horses that come into this with with really good form. I know you've been a big fan of Kai Valley Maven. Are you here? No, well, I'm torn, Danny, because equally with Kaivali Maven, I've also loved Thunderstruck from the day I've seen it at the trials, and he's been pretty good to me, Thunderstruck. I've followed him a couple of times where he's uh, he's got the chocolate. So I'm also, uh, you know, when you start to enjoy horses when they're winning for you, Dan, you have a bit more of a love affair for them rather than the sure. ones that get beaten. So... Uh, both horses have been really good to me, uh, and Thunderstruck. I just there's just something about him. He's a bit of a an awkward one. It's still you know he's he's big, raw and green. Looks like he's still got a lot to learn, but there's just something about him. And because he's drawn the front row, um, I, I think Chris Lang will be positive here. I think he'll press forward, and uh, I think he'll run a massive race. But I think Kai Valley Maven, uh, I think clearly is the danger. I, I think they'll fight to finish out. Uh, Seven from 11. Obviously, uh, the eight, Maximus Meridius. We saw uh, this horse for the first time at Maryborough uh, in the McDowell stable. We know how great horse people they are. 
Maximus Meridius has done nothing wrong. He's won five from seven, just gets inside the second row draw, which makes it a bit more trickier. But look, he'll run well. And Val Thorens, who's drawn the front row, I think can certainly be uh, in a positive way. But look, seven and 11 ahead of eight and five. Yeah, I see it a similar way. I thought barrier seven, it's one of those barriers that um, if you've got a horse with a bit of gate speed, it can turn into a good barrier for you. And it might here, one emergency on the front line if it comes out, a number of inexperienced horses. Velthorns, I'm not sure they'd be confident to, to punch it out of the gate. Might be able to lead here, Thunderstruck. Yeah. And if he's out of trouble, it could be the advantage that he needs here. Um, as you said, with Kai Valley Maven, most consistent. And uh, Maximus uh, Meridius and Phoenix Red's another one that I've put into the mix as well. So 7, 11, 8 and 12. Race number 10, Nordic Rain has got the gate speed to lead and it's the dominant early favourite. Yeah, John Newby has done a very good job with this horse. Him and Matt, uh, certainly he's, or she I should say, uh, has, has caught the eye on a few occasions against some really high qualities uh, 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 trotters and you know, she's she hasn't gone backwards she sort of just keeps getting better I feel and um, I think she's going to peak here and uh, I think uh, it would be a, a big thrill for uh, the Newbury family if they can pull this one off. And I think they've got a great chance to do it. Four Nordic Rain on top for mine, ahead of seven Maori's Mac, who he's really, oh, she's really dour, and, and she'll run a great race for sure. Uh, number 11, uh, Malibu, got to respect uh, the Fitzpatrick stable uh, each time they come to Victoria. If they're bringing one down, they're never too far off the mark. I think uh, she won her heat really well. And uh, number five for fourth, which was third eye. So four, seven, 11 and five. And it'd be lovely to see if Nordic Rain can win this final for, for the Newbury family. Um, I think there's plenty of chances. I'm quite keen each way on no telling Heather here, Rob, number 10. I thought a couple of months between runs. You got left in a position you probably didn't want it to be in being first up, and it was only the last 100 where that effort told. So I think she'll come on a lot from that and draw on a gate where she's going to get the right set. A group one place getter between two very good young trotters uh, the start before. So nine each way for me from four Nordic Rain, obviously the one to beat, 11 Malibu, seven Maori's Mac. Last of 11, it's a good free-for-all for the Mares to finish on. Treachery, the hot favourite. She's got a brilliant record at the short trip. Yeah, and she just looks a class, I feel, above her rivals here. Look, her, her performances uh, in recent times have been outstanding. Uh, she ran fifth in the Make Mine Cullen in that race, won by Rikiro Rebel and Ladies in Red. Uh, she went around in the Kilmore Cup before that. Then she ran second in the Angelique Cup. Club uh, Cup there all behind Ladies in Red, beating the neck, and then fourth uh, behind Ladies in Red and Rikiro Rebel in the Queen of Pacific. I mean, that form line is so, so strong. You talked about the distance. She's had 12 starts at, over this distance for nine wins and two placings. I think it's her race to lose, and I think the class will prevail. She'll be winning this. Six, Tay-Tay. Look, I... You know, the old Tay-Tay is probably not there. Uh, she's going okay. You know, she was disappointing in the Queen of Pacific. She went to um, Mildura to get a bit of confidence. And, look, she's going okay. Back to 1,700. I'm expecting her to show something. But I, I feel like she's nowhere near what she, we're used to seeing her. I think for so what really plays a good part here. She's got the gate speed to get across one, two, and three here. And uh, I think she'll she'll she'll... she'll 
be driven positively and I think she's a genuine place chance and can certainly be in that vying for that second, third positions. And, and obviously horses like Tango and Tierra, non Peril, both very nice mares that got to be respected. But I think this is the best bet of the night for mine, Treachery. I think she's just too good for them. Yeah, hard to look past her. Look, I can make a case for uh, Tang going with Sierra because her short course record is excellent. Uh, first up, uh, and she's got the gate speed as well. Um, so, look, I've put her in for second. Tang going with Sierra. Got a lot of uh, time for her. Tay Tay and so what? Seven, five, six, and four in the last event, last of 11, which is 11.05. So, thanks to the Victoria Harness Racing Club, we're going to go through our best bets. And for those that are members of the Victoria Harness Racing Club, getting an opportunity. Watch your horses at Group 1 level. Uh, terrific night uh, tomorrow night. Great uh, opportunities to be a member. It's a great reminder to be a part of the Victoria Harness Racing Club and also uh, a beautiful spot to be watching the racing from in the club lounge at Melton. Yeah, and the Victorian Harness Racing Club have got their AGM as well on uh, Saturday night, Dan, so there will be some light refreshments for uh, the members of the club to to go in and uh, and, and, and hear about uh, the, the year and the successful year. It's been an uh, ongoing re, uh, re, re, rebuilding of, of the club and, and getting those facilities was uh, the, the important part. So the members have, have got a facility now and I know... Amy and, and, and Shane and, and the whole team are working really hard to keep building the club and the activities have got some really good corporate sponsors involved. Johnny Dunn's doing a great job there as well. So if uh, as many people as possible can get out there tomorrow night to enjoy the uh, the evening and the festivities, it'll be fantastic to, to get uh, everyone's support for the AGM as well. Best bets for the night. I thought certainly... Race 11, number seven, Treachery, will be uh, my uh, my standout anchor for tonight. I, I feel like she's just a class above her rivals, and I think she'll be winning the last. I think there's two horses here that I'm happy to play in uh, in very good races, but I, I do like race eight, number four, Joyful. I think she gets her chance to, uh, to put another big uh, group one win next to her name. Got great respect for Major Delight. I think they'll have a great battle, but uh, probably my heart says that Joyful can get the job done. And a little bit the same about race nine, number seven, Thunderstruck. I think Chris and, and Chris Lang and Sonia Marr have done a really good job with this trotter and got great respect for the 11, Covelli Marvin. I think they'll be fighting the finish out, but I'll go with seven, Thunderstruck. So race eight, number four, race nine, number seven, we're going to anchor it into race 11, number seven, Treachery, and what should be, an, or it will be, an outstanding night of uh, harness racing. First event kicking off at 5.59 and the final event, race 11 at 5 past 11. And my best, uh, race seven, number four, perfect class. Race eight, number six, major delight. And I think each way, race 10, number nine, no telling, Heather. Yeah, looking forward to a bumper night ahead, Rob. Hope you have a, a great night and a wonderful weekend, as I do for all of our listeners and supporters of the Saturday Night Harness Racing Show. Happy harnessing, everyone.